up? It's The Rant. My name is Jeff Ratcliffe, and it is Wednesday, November 4th, Week 9. Fantasy Football Rank is coming at you on the show today. Of course, we have another COVID story developing here. I don't think this impacts tomorrow night's game, but the 49ers have shut their facility down today. Kendrick Bourne testing positive for COVID-19, so keep an eye on that, a developing situation. But uh, no other information at this point for you here. So let me tell you about our presenting sponsor for the show. And that, of course, is Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Well, you need to check out monkeyknifefight.com. Monkeyknifefight.com is the fastest-growing daily fantasy site in the world because monkeyknifefight.com is different than other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, There's no salary caps. You don't have to play against sharks. That means anyone has a chance of winning, even you. MonkeyKnifeFight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, eSports, and of course, football. MonkeyKnifeFight has it all. And you know what else? MonkeyKnifeFight.com has a free $5 game for you just for signing up. And if you use the promo code RANT, you'll have your first deposit matched instantly up to $50. I like that. With a name like monkeyknifefight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up to play today at monkeyknifefight.com. Play to MKF and win. State and age restrictions apply. And I'll tell you, if you're in a state that, and a couple states did just vote to legalize sports betting, but doesn't have legal sports betting, and you like player props, this is a game for you. Very similar. Very similar, but in a sort of DFS format. Uh, it's pretty cool. So go check it out. Use the promo code RANT. All right, so let's dive into rankings for the week. We'll start at quarterback. And I actually put Mahomes at one. It's not a knock on Russell Wilson. You know, I every so often will get people on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe, who will hit me up and be like, do you prefer Wilson or Mahomes? And it's like, you're good, bro. <laughs> it doesn't matter. You're good. You gotta, if you have those cho- that choice right there, you're good. <laughs> doesn't matter who you start. So, uh, yeah, Mahomes is at one, Wilson's at two. I mean, Carolina, I like the matchup for Mahomes. I like the fact that, you know, they really started to look like what we thought they were going to look like. No weather issues last week, and I think that continues to roll here for them this week. And uh, Russell Wilson's going to be fine. Not the most optimal matchup, but it really matchup doesn't really matter for me when it comes to Russell Wilson. Uh, Kyler Murray slides in at number three. Miami's surging. It's a better team than we had thought coming into the season, but Kyler with the dual threat ability is just phenomenal. Deshaun Watson's been phenomenal since no Bill O'Brien, so I like him at four against Jacksonville. Josh Allen, I know people are a little concerned about him, but let's maybe pump the brakes a little bit here. He faces Seattle this week. This is one of those, if it doesn't happen this week kind of game. So if you're new to that, this is one of my little phrases. If it doesn't happen this week for Josh Allen, all right, maybe we push the panic button a little bit. But it is Seattle. I want to see players deliver in games they're supposed to deliver in. And that's this is a game he's supposed to deliver in. So it's a shootout, uh, highest over-under on the board right now. He's supposed to deliver, so he's number five. Justin Herbert, number six against the Raiders. I like Herbert in this one. And I will say, you know, do yourself this favor every so often. Instead of watching football on Sundays for, you know, really just the purposes of your fantasy football teams, your DFS lineups, your sports bets, 
maybe try and separate yourself from those for just a minute. You know, a, co- a couple minutes and just watch football. I mean, it's the reason why you probably play fantasy football, right? Because you loved football at some point enough to be a fan or maybe you played or you're a fan of the game just in general, whatever it is. But so often when we play fantasy football, we're so emotionally invested in it that we kind of lose the beauty to the game. And do yourself a favor and watch Justin Herbert. Uh, he, He can spin it, man. That's a pretty ball that guy throws. Aaron Rodgers, speaking of pretty ball, he throws a pretty one as well. Uh, He's at number seven. I don't care if it's against San Francisco. He's ruling right now. Tom Brady coming in at number eight. Looks like he might have Chris Godwin back this week, by the way. That was the anticipation. So we'll see. That will certainly help the cause. But I, I like the way that Brady's been playing here, especially over the last month or so. Lamar sliding back to number nine. This is partially the lack of the touchdown efficiency or hyper efficiency that we saw last year, but it's also the matchup against the Colts. Matt Ryan at 10 against Denver. This is pretty much where I I rank Matt Ryan pretty much every week, right around this range. Ben Roethlisberger moving up this week facing Dallas. Uh, I think there are elements to that Dallas team that are underrated. Trayvon Diggs a little bit underrated and playing good football for a rookie. Getting Randy Gregory back, underrated, but I still think Pittsburgh rolls. Now, at number 12, I have Matty Stafford right now, but Cam is right there as well. It is the Jets that Cam has to face, so I do. this is a Cam week. This is a week where I'm okay with Cam, and he was basically a fringe quarterback one last week, too. Uh, on the outside, looking in, Tannehill, Derek Carr, uh, Kirk Cousins, Drew Brees, those guys we can't be using this week. All right, moving over to running back. I don't have Kamara at one this week because of the matchup, but I have him at two. And also because of how good Dalvin Cook was last week. I don't think it would be fair to not have him at number one this week against Detroit. Phenomenal matchup. He's coming off a historic game for him, four touchdowns. So, yeah, he's at one. And the matchup for Kamara is tough, but, you know, he faced them this season already. Didn't have the most efficient day on, like, a per-carry, per-catch basis, but he scored two touchdowns. So that's the beauty to Kamara. If he doesn't necessarily have the most efficient day, he usually gets in the end zone for you. If he doesn't get in the end zone, he has a crazy efficient day and gives you 150, 160, 170 scrimmage yards. So beauty to him. Derek Henry at three uh, against the Bears. Uh, volume, all volume. By the way, uh, there. If if you don't hear me mention players and they're injured, that's usually the reason why I don't mention them, right? And and just keep in mind that rankings are updated throughout the course of the week, and really you're not going to get that final look at rankings until Sunday morning. You know, we're really you know almost Sunday afternoon. So I give um you know I give a rankings update early on Sunday morning for any of the developing situations over Saturday night, but then I I mean I'm always updating them again at well about twelve you know twelve fifteen after I get off air on CBS uh is I'm, I'm updating them again so and then that, that's that's the final update so just keep that in mind if I don't mention certain players and they're hurt that's why uh, James Connor. Yep, I know it might be a little bit aggressive, but I'm going to be aggressive here. He slides in at four against Dallas. Game script sets up really well for him. Plus the volume I really like that we've seen out of him. Uh, Josh Jacobs at five, speaking of volume, over 30 carries last week. Christian McCaffrey coming in at six. Um, And I think this one deserves our attention just for a second. So if you're curious, because I'm getting a lot of 
either what do we do with Mike Davis? Should I drop Mike Davis? Is Mike Davis usable? Like some variation of that type of question, right? So here's how I projected it right now. I have Christian McCaffrey with 14 carries. I have him with five catches, you know, just under five catches. So that's 19 touches, right? I have Mike Davis with five carries and two two catches. So that's seven touches, 19 to seven. Mike Davis is not usable with seven touches, so that answers that one question, but he's also not droppable. And by the way, had this been before the injury, it probably would be more like 22, yeah, I'd say about 22 touches for McCaffrey, which would take three out of Mike Davis's hands here, or be basically three carries and, and a catch for him pretty much. So I did move McCaffrey down a little, not a lot, and it's certainly not enough to impact. It doesn't move the needle. Now, that being said, if you have Mike Davis, we're also just, you know, we're one McCaffrey injury away from Mike Davis being a top 10 option yet again. So don't, you know, don't uh, do something crazy here like drop him. This is the time of year where we really want to load up on those uh, handcuffs anyway. Handcuff season, baby. Uh, Chase Edmonds at seven this week. Love the the role that he's going to have. And we don't get the Kenyon Drake revenge game, but it's still all good. James Robinson at eight. I, somebody asked me on the SiriusXM show today why people are are doubting him without Minshew. I didn't know that that's what people do or are doing. I should say. What I do is I sit in my like little cave here. That's what my wife calls it. My little my office. It's not really a cave. I have a window, but <laughs> my cave. And I, I just do my work. And I, I don't listen to other people's podcasts. I don't read other people's stuff. I, I just do my own thing. And then I talk to you, right? So I don't know what people are perceiving there. But here's what I'm perceiving. The last time that Robinson faced the Texans, he had 18 touches. Now, it wasn't the most efficient day, but I'm still I'm going to bank on the touches here. David Johnson had over 100 yards, scrimmage yards in that game, so he slides in at 9. Todd Gurley at 10. I think, yeah, this was a tough one to rank. I'm, I, as much as I love Brian Hill, I, I think that that may have been a doghouse thing in the first half on Thursday night last week, and so Gurley projects out still fairly favorably. Clyde Edwards-Alaire still projects out fairly favorably at 11. I like the matchup against Carolina, who doesn't, and I'll talk about Le'Veon Bell in a minute. Right now, I am ranking Aaron Jones because he did go through the walkthrough yesterday. I don't have practice report stuff for today, but I will talk about it tomorrow on the show. Um, it's a little frustrating. It'll be Dexter Williams if Jones can't go. I will not rank Dexter Williams at 12. I'll, I'll actually move Jones up if he can go just a little bit. I'm not going to move him up to like two or anything because San Francisco's run defense is good. But Dexter Williams... He would be, I'd say, probably about 17, 18. I didn't rank him here, you know, that high because I have Aaron Jones in here, but that's where he would be. Dave Montgomery, uh, he's boring AF, but he gets enough volume to be an RB2. He's at 13. Antonio Gibson is not boring. He's at 14, like the matchup against the Giants for him. Zeke sliding all the way back to 15. Not only is it the offensive concerns for Dallas, but it's also the matchup against Pittsburgh. DeAndre Swift moving up uh, like the matchup against Minnesota for him. He's at 16 and one of my favorites, man. I'm, I'm hoping this comes through down the stretch. J.K. Dobbins. I loved watching him play. That's one of those. Just don't worry about the fantasy. Just watch the kid play. He's really good. He's really good. 
at 17 for me. 18, Justin Jackson. Here we go again. I have no freaking clue if it'll still be him, but he's the preferred guy for now. Uh, and I really would love to avoid that backfield if I can. Jamichael Hasty at 19. He's the early down guy, and you can run all over the Packers. Lenny, Leonard Fournette at 20. Uh, I think the game script sets up better for him than it does for Ronald Jones, who I actually have at uh, 24 right now. Uh, So he's there as well. Uh, Jonathan Taylor is still the lead back there, so he's at 21. 22, Mel Gordon. Boring. Uh, 23, Zach Moss. Yep. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, It's all the red zone work that he gets. Now, it's a tough matchup. Seattle can defend the run, but I'm banking on... Buffalo moving the ball through the air, getting down there, and then him converting, you know, as opposed to Devin Singletary, who's more of a RB3 type. Damian Harris is right on the edge. Singletary is right on the edge. Jarek McKinnon, who's more the passing down back, right on the edge. Le'Veon Bell is at 28 for me. So he's a flex option. He's a flex option. Moving over to wide receiver, Devontae Adams has back-to-back 30-plus PPR games, 30-plus point PPR games. That's amazing. It's a tough matchup. I'll talk more about it tomorrow, but I still like Devontae Adams a lot, regardless of the matchup. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins back off a bye, back into elite territory. Julio Jones, who? Julio Jones is at three with no Calvin Ridley. DK Metcalf may see a shadow from Tredavious White. I don't freaking care. He's at four. Ty Freak bouncing back after last week at five. Stephon Diggs leading receivers in targets at six Tyler Lockett at seven somebody asked me can I predict when it's going to be a DK game and when it's a Tyler Lockett of course I can't if I could I'd be winning the Millie maker baby but the thing about both of these guys is we know that basically any given week they could be the number one fantasy receiver and so that chance alone doesn't matter if you have one one piece or the other you use them you use them season long Keenan Allen at eight. Love the target volume for him. Over 70 targets already this year. Terry McLaurin at nine. He could see a shadow from James Bradbury here, which is what I think happens. I don't think it matters. He had seven catches the last time he played the Giants. Adam Thielen at 10. I don't think they throw the ball just 14 times this week. Will Fuller at 11. He didn't move, so that's good. I actually like him with... uh, Deshaun Watson. I would have loved it with Aaron Rodgers, but we can't get everything we want. A.J. Brown at 12. I love how he's played since he's come back from injury. Allen Robinson at 13. Tennessee's secondary wasn't very good. They're actually not that bad now because of a couple moves. So they released Jonathan Joseph. They traded for Desmond King. They get a Dory Jackson back. It's not as easy of a matchup, but I still think he's a fringe wide receiver. One, Robbie Anderson, still the best Carolina Panthers wide out for fantasy at 14 of 15. Mike Evans, Chris Godwin could be back here though, but I think Mike Evans is now just a wide receiver too. There's so many mouths to feed there. I think that's what he is. He's still really good. No issues with how he's playing. Just a lot of mouths to feed. Justin Jefferson, also playing really good football. At 16, again, I don't think they throw the ball just 14 times. DJ Moore at 17, still love the run after catch. In a shootout, potentially. That that should be, yeah, that's an over 50, over under type game right there. I think it's at 51 and a half right now. Uh, Brandon Ayuk at 18, no Kendrick Bourne, no George Kittle. Yes, Brandon Ayuk. Chase Claypool at 19. I still think he's the best out of the out of this trio for fantasy purposes, but they're all right there for me, and they're all facing Dallas this week, so it's all good. Brandon Cooks at 20, but Juju at 21. 
Marquise Brown at 22, Mike Williams and his deep threat ability at 23, and then Deontay at 24. So I'm ranking them all as wide receiver twos if you keep track at home, which is pretty crazy, <laughs> just saying. Uh, the only problem I have with Deontay Johnson is the inability to stay healthy. That's it. Corey Davis at 25, like how he's trending up. DJ Chark trending down, but still a wide receiver three with Jake Luton under center. Darius Slayton, still a wide receiver three at 27. Marvin Jones, who? Marvin Jones at 28. I'd love to put him higher. I'm just not crazy about the matchup. He is the number one, though, right now with Kenny Galladay sideline. Amari Cooper backsliding all the way to 29. Devontae Parker at 30. We'll see what happens here. I don't think they shadow with Peterson, but we'll see. Tua's, uh, I think this is more of Tua's debut. I don't think that the uh, defense goes and puts up crazy points against Arizona this this week. Defense special teams, that is. Judy, Jerry Judy, 31, trending up after leading all receivers in air yards last week. Christian Kirk at 32. We know he scores touchdowns. Manny Sanders tentatively at 33. No, I am not ranking Michael Thomas just yet. We'll have to see. McCole Hardman after that 34, 35, Sterling Shepard, and then Russell Gage sliding in at 36 with no Calvin Ridley on the field there for the Falcons. That stinks that uh, he got injured. But anyway, let's round it out with tight end. The position is annoying, but if you have Travis Kelsey, you're basically playing one and a half tight ends every week. He's the clear elite option. He's he's far and away the top option in my projections. I would say that, you know, Darren Waller isn't like playing one and a half, but maybe one one and a quarter tight ends. You still have an edge. After that, it doesn't really matter. And that's why I keep saying, I don't think you need Kelsey. If you have him, fine, good. You got him, you're good. But you don't need to trade for him. You don't need to trade for Darren Waller. You can get by streaming. I'll tell you who I stream in a minute. But at three, I have Mark Andrews. The touchdown efficiency has regressed regressed in Baltimore, and that's all it really is. He's still fine. TJ Hawkinson at four on the rise. Love Hawk's role there. And plus, no Galladay will help him out from target volume standpoint. A couple extra targets on the table. Rob Gronkowski at five. He's scored in three straight and trending up. Noah Fant trending up at six. Facing Atlanta in that one. I like that right there. Hunter Hendry. At seven, um, he had four catches for 44 yards last week, right? No touchdown. All right. Why? He stinks. I'm dropping him. No, no, he's fine. And in fact, this week, I am projecting him for four catches for 45 yards. The thing is, he has a 40% chance of scoring a touchdown. That's what the projections say. So, yeah, it's still pretty good. I'll take it. He's a tight end one, man. Hayden Hurst at eight. Jared Cook scored in each of the last two weeks. He's at nine. Uh, John o. Smith at 10, trending back a little bit with Corey Davis out there. And I wouldn't have a huge issue if you said, hey, Jeff, I dropped John o. Smith for Evan Ingram. All right, fine. I have Evan Ingram at 11. I dropped John o. Smith for Eric Ebron. Okay, fine. I have Eric Ebron at 13. There's not that much of a gap. John o. Smith right now is projecting at 8.3 PPR points. Evan Ingram is projecting at 8.2 <laughs> in my model. So... There's really no difference here between these guys, all right? So, I actually, that's what I'm doing this week is I'm streaming Eric Ebron. Uh, by the way, Robert Tanyan is in between at 12, and so they're all right there with each other. Uh, Logan Thomas is at 14. He's also streamable this week. So, there you go. There's the rankings. If you want the full set, if you want it by scoring format, PPR, half-point PPR, non-PPR, you get it over at ftnfantasy.com. If you want all the DFS content, 
that we have, and we have a lot. That's over at FTNDaily.com. And all the betting content is over at FTNBets.com. If you want a subscription, 10% off using the promo code RATPACK. All right, so keep the uh, reviews coming in, man. I really appreciate everybody who's reviewed the show already on Apple. If you haven't, it's a great way to help the show out. Two ways you can help the show out. Sign up at Monkey Knife Fight. Use the promo code RANT. Review the show on Apple. If you have an iPhone, it's super easy. Open up the Apple Podcast app. Find my podcast, The Rant with Jeff Ratcliffe. Scroll down. Click the stars. It's actually fun. And it's simple. And it takes you two seconds. Everybody who's reviewed the pod already, though, the celebration is coming, baby. It's coming. I know. I keep talking about it. I don't ever want to have to make a promise. And this is the last time I'm going to do this, making a promise that we're going to have a celebration during the season. This is more of an off-season thing. A lot of moving parts here. So anyway, it's coming. Details on that very, very, very soon. Hit me up on social media, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Twitter, at Jeff Ratcliffe on Instagram, hashtag Rat Pack. That way I know you're a listener of the show. All right, I'll catch you on the flip side tomorrow for another edition of the pod. Wide receiver cornerback matchups coming at you. I'm already diving deep into these matchups for tomorrow on the pod. All right, I'll catch you then. I'm Jeff Ratcliffe, and I'm out of here.